Okay, I'm in the gym, and there's the lap pull-down machine. And this girl's using it. Uh, she has her headphones in, like, fully in engaged. And I walk over to her. How Can I, um... Can I use that? How many how many sets have you got left? She fully turns around, looks me in the eye and goes, I have a boyfriend. Well, firstly, congratulations, but I didn't give a shit about your boyfriend. I want to know if I can use this machine or not. You self-entitled motherfucker. Oh, Jesus Christ. It makes my blood boil. How can you even assume? How can that like a complete stranger come up to you? And that is the response that you have in the chamber. Who do you think you are? That upsets me so much. Who so- does she think she is? Who is bitch. she? Well, I have a girlfriend. She's way better looking than you, you isn't little it? fucking bitch. <laughs> right, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You went all that bitch. You, you went, went all, all that. that bitch. Um, Fully just went, congratulations, but I wasn't interested. And she went bright red. Like, I, I knew she judged herself when I my response was like, super passive and just not interested look up and down keep going with the squats babe you need it <laughs> burrito <laughs> like she was really attractive but she was not a- back rolls <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just you're evil there you just there are times when i've caught myself being a fucking moron but in that moment probably what would have been needed is a nice little bring down mm-hmm. little snap back to reality there's a there's a chapter in my book that talks about the frank person and the polite person and the frank person just says it how it is. They're quite confident. They're quite self-assured. You know, and they would call out shit like that. But the polite person recognises that we're all vulnerable. We're all slave to emotional outbursts sometimes. And we all, you know, haven't got our heads screwed on. We're, like, we're human. So the polite person applies a bit of sympathy to where they approach life and interact with people. Because they're fully aware of the fact that we're all so guilty of this. And also, you know, succumb to setbacks and stupid moments like that so i think that was quite an important lesson but in those stupid moments you need to know that it was a stupid moment i did go congratulations i was quite proud of myself i was like wit connor well done touche i like it i like it the sharpness it's like one of those moments where i didn't even think of that it just came out of my mouth and i was like whoa connor savage chill out it's not savage is it it's um honest you're just letting yourself know i think i need to get another chair yeah you're a cranky bitch and that Right. Are we? How are we doing on recording in that? I think we're all set. Perfect. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Brain Dump. This is a podcast where we talk about life from the meaningful to the, to the And welcome back to Brain Dump Chat. And today we're going to be talking about zombies. My name is Connor. My name is Monty. And let's get into it. Boom. Nice. Introduction to zombies. So, first of all, in a zombie apocalypse, yeah. a lot like normal diseases, mm-hmm. they can have different symptoms, different... Uh, and there's a lot of variety, isn't there, in between like, what different films and different books yeah. and stuff have as their mm-hmm. zombie scenario. So I think it's important to sort of... Because obviously different zombies require different responses. And this is very much our zombie apocalypse survival knowledge that we're spewing out here mm-hmm. uh-huh and to be fair the book uh the zombie survival guys by max brooks yeah what boy it's been heavily referenced here mm-hmm. and you should have a look at it because it's great yeah check it out very very comprehensive different diseases have different mitigations looking at coronavirus as an example so would different zombie outbreaks so mm-hmm. here is us laying the groundwork as it were the way i see it it would be a bit like rabies that's probably most of them use it as that yeah. That it is sort of like quick spread in, bite, lace type. Yeah, fluid transmission. So yeah. like well, maybe like a blood transition, hence the whole bite. No cure. None. None. I mean, that's all zombie outbreaks and situations. Well, in the film for I Am Legend, although they're not really zombies, they're more sort of vampire really things. Yeah. But that is a reaction to a cancer drug, not in the book, but in the film. And they pushed it out to the whole population. And then it turned out to kill like 90% and then turn 2%. Something else happened to them. Normally it's a virus or like some sort of rabid infection type thing. Walking Dead fans, but everyone's infected in Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So like, whether you die from a bite or not, you're, you're coming back reanimated. I don't see that happening in our situation. In our situation, I see it as the zombie, you get bitten, you turn into a zombie, that's the end. If you were to die of natural causes, though, would you be a zombie? No, nah, you die. You just, you're just it. dead corpse. Yeah. So you're still alive then, like a parasite takeover, rather than it being like a reanimated corpse. 
cold, oh, grey, graveyard vibes. Or I like feel like hospital. the disease would kill you mm-hmm. and you'd come back as a zombie. But if a zombie bit an already dead corpse, it wouldn't come back. Okay. There needs to kind of be an or- original living element to the zombie outbreak. In the beginning, zombie, someone who's been bitten would be a pretty energy, as fast and as energetic as a normal human would be, but they're infected with this disease. But then, much like bodies break down, so would zombies break down. Like There would be decomposition over a few weeks. So And wear and tear. Like, yeah, yeah. If a zombie can't feel pain, and that's a huge advantage. Not feeling pain would effectively make you really super tough. Like, uh-huh. imagine a human super coked up, no pain whatsoever, then incredible feats could be achieved, for sure. But the body still has a limit. Limbs would a bone snap. will, yeah, exactly yeah. that. And as a result, that's a disadvantage. The body is fragile. Uh-huh. There is a, a limit to what it can do. You could run Usain Bolt fast for a short amount of time before ligaments start snapping and things. Or if you're running like a maniac steps or a curb or running upstairs, whatever, when yeah. you're paying attention, you will break very, very quickly. Exactly. You? It may appear as if zombies initially would be quite strong, but it's just because they haven't got the same pain receptors as like a living human being and obviously no ability to heal so Mm. they would effectively break down so i imagine an infected person or an early stage zombie could be very very dangerous but then give it i don't know three or four weeks and that zombie is stumbling crawling but then only takes a couple of games of zombies on cod to know that the crawlers are just as dangerous 100 percent. they need to be respected Uh you know Uh don't fuck about the crawlers don't fuck them um (laughs) (laughs) definitely you're playing with fire uh, although it it is mentioned in the zombie survival guide isn't it that um potentially sexual contact could get you infected yeah i mean he has to spell out all possibilities (laughs) there are morons out there don't go fucking those zombies (laughs) there are limitations but i think that is very much the grounds that we're going on if i'm honest if it was a zombie apocalypse kind of scenario where zombies were like left for dead and could just sprint you might as well just shoot yourself give up there is no way you could survive that but, yeah, if you're fucked, you're fucked in that scenario, yeah. isn't it? Like, there's going to be a lot of cases where there's no hope. So I suppose, like, 28 days later is the vibe. Yeah. Sort of a rabies infection, super aggressive, but still essentially human and living. Yeah. You could shoot them in the leg. They would still run, mm-hmm. but obviously they would have a ripped yeah, hole leg. Yeah, in the leg, yeah. Yeah. How long do you think they would last? Do you think, like, a month and then they're gone? If they don't feed, would they sort of die on the same scale as we would or an animal would? I like the idea of zombies being relatively long-lasting. Mm-hmm. Zombies crave meat, so that must give them some kind of sustenance uh-huh. to keep going. So I'm going to say like a while, like, uh-huh. a, a, like a year maybe, decomposition would probably be faster than that. I think conditions, environments where, I don't know, let's say a cold environment would preserve a human body considerably longer. They oh. freeze, though. Well, we can go on to that, Monty. There's a whole category of how to deal with frozen zombies. Yeah. But there is a limit. They're not, like, throwing tanks and knocking down buildings and stuff, you know. And not very intelligent. Instinct. Instinct is what they're based off. Which can be great if we weren't bombarded with LED light and noise pollution and stuff. Human hearing is actually pretty good. Yeah. You detect animals and things because super quiet wood from a very large range. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it would be. They would rely on that. So maybe you could say, oh, perceived hearing and smell and sight might be improved, but. You've still got the senses yeah, that we've got. All the same. Yeah, just they're making more use of them. Okay, so that's very much the, uh, the setup for these zombies. I like it. Want to take a break? Cool. Yeah, so what would you do if there was an outbreak, do you think? You would need to vaguely be perceptive of outbreaks, full stop. I think if you started... Got to have your finger on that pulse, haven't you? Yeah, just, yeah. Just low-key... Weird homicides where people are being shot on the head, and mm-hmm. quite a lot of them, or social disturbances, like missing people cases, weirdly going up in areas. You want to be perceptive of that. I think if you ever hear things like new strain of rabies, mm. super aggression... Anything like that on any sort of scale, it's zombies and you need to get in yeah. your shit together. You should have been switched onto that shit earlier. Yep. My basic knowledge is on that pulse. So if someone was to say, yeah, no, well, my cousin was acting really strange. He uh, got bitten by a mate at work and now he's coming down with a massive fever. I'm out. Gone. I'm out. Gone. 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 G
off yeah off.com i would instantly be arming myself yeah and thinking about you know also things like social disturbances weird countries going into lockdown and blackouts travel bans yeah yeah very coronavirus vibes but with an air of unexplainableness to them when you're like are you worried about coronavirus Mm -hmm. no what i'm worried about really is coronavirus being a cover for a zombie outbreak (laughs) yeah i'm pretty comfortable it's not so it's only a it's flu, mate. It's not yeah. zombies. Be yeah, exactly. Be exactly. It just shows as well, coronavirus. If this was a zombie apocalypse, we would. No one knows how to handle coronavirus. I mean, like, loans up. Do you know what? Imagine if the dead people were also biting people and turning. Exactly. We would be fucked. Yeah. So I think hot on the pulse for an initial sign of an outbreak is vital to preparation. I rewatched World War Z. Uh-huh. In, uh huh. In research. In preparation. Of course. In that, North Korea's preparation when the zombies started kicking off. You know what they decided to do to their entire population in the film is remove every person's teeth. All of them. You can become a zombie. Your ability to transmit it to someone else will be minimised to nothing. And there Quite is, a good step though, isn't it? If there fair, were zombies. Yeah. That is the uh, the power of having a dictatorship or an autocratic state. Mm-hmm. You know, like look at China, coronavirus. They just, this is what we're doing. Building hospitals, done. Do yeah. it, do it. Lockdown, I don't care about your witching and moaning. We are, they've, successfully controlled it okay yeah they had a big outbreak but they have a lot more people pretty pretty impressive response problem with democracies is people have voices and that takes time to get these things in place russians would do well yeah interesting yeah putin would just bat an eyelid i would want him to be my uh, (laughs) zombie time leader like a russian churchill yeah yeah okay so let's face it we know there's an outbreak now like on the pulse there's Things weird things going down. You better start preparing. The first thing, weapons. Mm-hmm. In it, you got to protect yourself. You do. The biggest thing to prepare for is your fitness. You need to be like body ready. Oh, hundred percent. Zombieland. Rule number one: cardio. Three. Got to be able to run. And like the fatties are gonna die immediately if you can't run away from the average zombie. It's gonna happen at least once in that outbreak. Got to be able to run just faster than the average person. Yeah, I think in the beginning when people are infected and super aggressive, then sprint training might be quite key. Weird things are happening, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're you're detecting that this strange virus, rabies cases, civil unrest, unexplained events, basically, and a lot like coronavirus, people start to freak the fuck out. They're like, we need toilet roll, and if you're smart, that is the last thing you do. People start flocking places. People start panic buying. Mm-hmm. They're making themselves vulnerable to this shit. What you need to do is organise yourself. The first thing you should do isn't flee somewhere. It's actually hunker the fuck down where you are now. Because people will do the fleeing already. They're already vulnerable, you know, exposed. Fleeing places, they'll get stuck in traffic jams. and yeah. Having a, a rendezvous point. So it not being the bug out place. But somewhere, say, like imagine in our context in Bristol. If between me, you and Ed, there was a garage that we rented and it was arranged that anything goes down you meet at the garage it's in a good location for us to be able to get out of bristol if we want to it's not in the middle of the city we're still close to things that we can yeah. scavenge but having that meeting point safe point be uh, is a really key thing to organize for really. sure yeah it doesn't have to be anything extravagant it could literally be your apartment it's familiar you know the area really well you could be like right well we're all gonna go to connor's place this is familiar comfortable we know what the situation is we know the layout pretty well you don't want to then panic go somewhere completely foreign thinking that that's safe when you're with a bunch of other strangers who are all doing the same thing all making themselves quite vulnerable having a level head making sure that you have enough food that sort of simple things the people that you surround yourself with are prepared to be independent um moving in small on your own would have such a big advantage that even if you are unprepared really for the task ahead mm-hmm. it's probably better off doing it in a one or a two where you can stay quiet you can move silently rather than in a group in a big size where it's yeah, just yeah you need enough people because you're going to have specialized art areas for efficiency like okay this person's good at map reading this person's good at cooking this person's strong different skill sets you need for that concurrent activities you do need mm bodies don't you You do yeah yeah, yeah. And, and setting up a base quickly mm-hmm. if you were on the run let's say then you would need people to help you to do that underlying important factor to all of that 
is you don't have to be able to trust them. Mm-hmm. And that is non-negotiable. That has to be... They're going to be willing to die for you. So... But then really... Cold light of day, you shouldn't be willing to die for anyone, should you? So, am I willing to die for this person? They're not willing to die for me, so get rid of them. Brutal. Well, yeah, well, the situation is brutal, isn't it? There's zombies. Yeah, yeah. I've no, got but... time to be making friends now. Well, 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 yeah, exactly. I'll do the best I can for you, but if it comes between me and you, I'm choosing me. I'm sorry. But I think most people get that, so yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah, Got to be honest, don't you? So, yeah, three or four friends that you have in the back of your mind that, hey, I care about you, we're going to work together. Let them know now. If you don't get an invite, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I've got my own plan. I've got my own team, mate. I think I'm dependent team. on you lot. So they actually think the best thing is is preparation. Most houses that you go into now, you would quite easily survive a week or two with just what food you have there. You're kind of mine then. But Within a day, you've got washing powder to eat. Like, that's <laughs> the only thing that's in the cupboard. Very unprepared. So I think... Uh, I have enough tins of baked beans in our place right now that I could almost certainly survive a week without a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of that. Yeah. And obviously you've got Gina to, to eat through once. <laughs> Shit really hits the fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just start eating a leg at a time. Do you know what I mean? You don't need two. Do you? <laughs> just, you know, stretch that supply out. <laughs> okay, so weapons. 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 Defence is key. Like, oh. you've got to be prepared for this stuff. A huge amount of factors consider, isn't there, really? If you're thinking infectious material is created mm. using a weapon exactly a sharp weapons blunt yeah, weapons yeah. better you better off shooting people you better off like spearing them from a distance burning them there's a lot more to be considering than just what would be easy and cool well exactly if you're covering yourself in blood every time you have to kill something it's going to get in your eyes exactly. you're going to get infected yeah, you're going to die yeah. and that's the thing that's never tackled in film they're getting blood all over face great single drop gone. in your eye and you're fucked mm-hmm. fucked we're talking about fairly minor outbreaks in the beginning things would pocket up here and there you don't want to freak out but equally you still got the law to contest with so if you're thinking i'm going to get a machine gun and you live in the uk well think twice yeah Yeah, like the military they're the last thing they're going to want is civilians having guns if you want to do that now where are you getting it from and then ammo is going to cost an absolute fortune. Rifle rounds cost like £1.50 each. I've got to buy a thousand of these for it to even make sense. Like, that's a lot of money to be outlaying. Avoid guns, I think, really is a... And you're right about uh, keeping fit. The body is the first weapon. You need to be able to run. You need to be able to run with gear on. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting the fuck out of somewhere, you are, you fully be able to carry everything on your back. Carrying... A gun is heavy. Mm-hmm. People who haven't run with a gun before, they need to experience Five that. kilos, probably. Exactly. Easy. Your arms start to burn. I think anyone in the military would appreciate that. Um, if you're not proficient, it's not as if it's just like point and shoot. If you want to be getting headshots, which is what you're probably going to be needing, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of practice to be able to do that consistently, under pressure, when you're out of breath. It's not actually an advisable option. It takes so much skill that people in this country, especially, just don't have... Yeah, I completely ever. agree. There is actually quite a significant emphasis on martial arts. Yeah, the initial Wise. training. So you need to have martial arts provide you with like conditioning. You're taking blows, but you're also quite fit. Training, hitting stuff, you know, and you're used to stress. Mm-hmm. Fight, bar in a martial arts, you're put into an environment that is not comfortable, and dealing with that, you get used to that. Um, when the civil unrest occurs, zombies aren't the biggest problem. You know, it might be other people. The enemies buying toilet roll and you have to bitch slap. Oh, God. It's an important aspect. Have a body that you're ready to use. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to use it. Born ready. <laughs> so, yeah, keep fit. I reckon you should be able to at least run a 10K at any pace, but consistently and continuously. Well, you want to be able to 10K is a nice fuck-off distance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm off. Bye. See ya. Yeah, you're 10Ks away. So your body is key, you know, as, a, as a weapon. But probably secondary is a close combat weapon. Mm-hmm. CCW. Lovely, CCW. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good... Uh... Acronym. What, do, what does yours look? What's in your head? So, okay. So Bats. There's, obviously, there's blunt blades. weapons. Then there's sharp weapons. So blunt weapons, you know, they're very durable. They're quite hard to break. Tough things. Things. Not however, you really have to take into account weight. You have a sledgehammer. It's going to do a lot of damage, but that thing is heavy. You know, that you're going to struggle knocking down two zombies. I might get the first one. Swing momentum. You're swinging once every, like, four, mm. five seconds, maybe. It's going to be difficult to... Exactly. That's an important consideration. Range. There's no point having a little knife. 
he might be able to stab him, but you're putting yourself at considerable risk of getting that close to a zombie or even a person. Knife boot scenario is good, isn't it? Just in cases, but uh-huh. like yeah, 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 exactly. You know, just like jabbing the side of their head if they're on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do say that you should probably keep a fixed bladed knife, so uh-huh. not a flip out pocket knife. Those like things combat knife, like a combat knife, but bully. mainly not for a uh, weapon, mainly for the use of it. You mm-hmm. can carve wood, you can fire uh, chippings, you can use it to cut up multi shimmy things open, like exactly. saw things, like, yeah, exactly. An essential, that. but personally, I would have a solid fixed, like a survival knife, survival knife, yeah, yeah exactly. And you can use the base of the knife to bash it in, being a fixed blade, it's all one piece of metal, so it's solid. Bit of duct tape broom got spear spear exactly go fishing i suppose if your weight is key mm-hmm. you want something that's multi-purpose like having that fixed bladed knife that could be used for a spear uh-huh. if you wanted it to and could be used as a hammer and could be used as that rather carrying ten tools you're carrying one for my blunted weapon of choice mm. i would actually use a steel crowbar multi-purpose relatively light but still heavy enough to club someone to death solid as fuck so very durable and has multi multiple uses okay. it's semi sharp though like it's got a point to it so you could lodge that through an eye socket should you need steel crowbar so I think I would go I'm relatively accessible I bet there's quite a lot of them as well and being cued as probably 300 in there I think I would go metal baseball bat okay quite with a spike well. welded on it You're just a single you. one so really it's a blunt weapon mm-hmm. but could be used as yeah, like a I see. into the head type a pickaxe could be quite useful for that. Same reason. It's designed for picking the floor. Mm. So the angle's sort of wrong. And equally, ice joints. Axe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so that's that. a single piece of metal. That'd yeah. be durable. The uh, angle's pickaxe, right. Pickaxe, like, wooden handle and that. So, bladed mm. weapons. It's strong, good for, like, smashing skulls and that. Um, but it's better to slice. You wouldn't necessarily have to kill a zombie every single time. You could disable it to a point that it's safe and contained. But you've got to be aware of that liquid infectious blood there's that disease transfer that is a big big risk anyone that's sort of seen any volume of blood you don't realize how much liquid is in a body until it starts to bleed like you think that eight pints isn't a lot once eight pints is out it's fucking everywhere Mm, mm. once you start cutting things up it's slippery slope well literally the floor's gonna be murder scene literally and so that's why you gotta you know when choosing a bladed weapon you gotta be you careful with how you use it as mm-hmm. much as whatever that weapon is. They say to avoid serrated edges, get stuck. Stuck, yeah. You, know, you wouldn't want that. It wouldn't be like knifing some zombie and go, oh shit, now I'm attached to this thing. If you're slicing, like you don't really want to be stabbing, do you? Because it's not really effective. Unless you go straight through the head, then it's just one blow. It's done. It's probably the same with a gun, though, isn't it? That skill yeah, level that if you were proficient with a sword mm-hmm. or something, you definitely use it. Well, rule if number you're... one is be capable. That is key to whatever you're doing. Don't pick up a saber, let's say, and you have no idea how to fence. Exactly. Like, great. That's going to do you no good. All the weapons you can think out there. Oh, I'll use a grenade launcher. Great. Do you know how to use a grenade uh-huh. launcher? No fucking idea. And a grenade launcher is designed to release shrapnel to mm. injure people, which yeah. is good against living soldiers. If you're against zombies, they fall over, they stand back up and they're still at you. Those sorts of weapons aren't in any way really any good mm. because they're designed normally to wound and then yeah, it takes yeah. like a whole load of money and resources to get the person off, whatever. The zombies don't do that. Yeah. And surprisingly, they say things like a sword would actually be really good. But where the fuck are you going to get a sword from? A long two-handed sword, pretty useful. Problem with two hands, you need your other hand for opening doors. All kinds of shit, and, yeah. Know, so maybe a one-handed sword. But it, realistically, that's just not going to happen, is it? It says in the survival guide, the vast majority of swords that we will ever see are props. Yeah. And even if they're high-quality replicas or whatever it's not like a forged steel medieval sword that's designed for battle it's designed to sit on a wall and like maybe get a few stage hits yeah yeah things like a samurai sword would be really 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 beneficial but the vast majority of samurai swords are fake piece of metal that look pretty and sit on a little stand it's like oh look i've got a samurai sword great but it's not designed to be hacking through bone bones and dead for sure flesh do you uh have a bladed weapon of choice i think spear Okay. I think yeah. I would want distance because once you start puncturing and blood spurts out, you're all kinds of fucked. It's true. This is I was thinking along along the same lines. When it came to 
like a knife of choice. So you'd probably want a bladed something, a blunt something. For my mm-hmm. blunt thing would be crowbar, a knife, a general knife, multi-purpose. I'd want a trench spike. They are basically a knuckle duster that has a Single, bladed edge on yeah. the end, which would be badass, but equally I'm never going to get one of those. So I'd just use a, a fixed bladed knife. You know, like um, an old school litter picker. Like a bit of wood just with a, a yeah, single yeah, yeah. metal stick coming out of uh-huh. it. That would be unreal. Straight in, the like eye. into the head or something. Just like, douche. Yeah. Next one. Douche. If all you're trying to do is cause brain damage, mm-hmm. just that Pretty surely eye. would Boom. be... It's not doing too much. There's no chance of it getting stuck. Just like a cylindrical... Yeah, that fixed <laughs> point. The human skull is solid. To cause head trauma enough to kill a person to the... You need something sharp to either to hack through that thing or something heavy enough to crack that skull so for me i'd think for well, the sort of multi-purpose avenue a machete like a, a military machete something it just makes me anxious though that all the like, slash of the blood and everywhere the, yeah, the people next to you and like if you're hacking with the machete anyway mm-hmm. there's people side to you in front of you you've also got like this sharp thing dangling at your waist all day but it, it would be quite useful there are a lot of applications to a machete it's quite weighty, although it is quite short range for sure. Sever a neck, potentially one blow. But then blood everywhere. Yes, I know, I know. I yeah. would use my blunt one more often. But even blunt one, there'd be blood splat. But um, PPE, incredibly important. Probably parallel to a weapon. You're having to protect really your eyes, nose and mouth. Super, super important. And you want a bit bite proof in this, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So even if that would be like, I don't know, a cardboard gauntlet over your arm. Literally, yeah. Just to stop some teeth, ankles, dependent on the weapon, I suppose, would really depend on the level of protection that you need. Because if you've got machetes and swords and knives, you want a face mask. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want your eyes, goggles. Snorkel. Like a hockey mask or something. Yeah, like a talking scuba mask, you know, where it's got, like, the eyes cover. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, I see, yeah. uh Uh-huh. Max Brooks's book does go in detail into personal protection when it comes to what to wear, even explores armor and stuff. And you think that'd be, oh, it'd be an impenetrable tank. It'd be heavy, it'd be slow, you topple over, uh-huh. you're a dead man. And that's designed to stop a sword in a combat scenario, not 20 hands ripping at pieces of it. Mm. it you would, no, 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 no. Because no, no. like, you only really films, need to be, you don't need to be bulletproof. You need to be bite-proof. Scratch-proof. Well, exactly. Uh, I'd probably wear lightweight but tough cargo trousers. Lots of pockets. Enough that I'm not going to get caught on brambles and things. Uh-huh. Ideally, I'm not going to want to get bitten by a zombie. So if, think if I'm getting bitten on the leg, I'm a fucked whatever I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I'd have my forearms covered in... Wrapping a magazine around your leg. Mm. You went biting through a magazine. About the right size. Gaffer tape magazines to my arms and my shins. Yeah. What about... Um, I think that would be sensible ranged weapons this is where everyone like gets really excited there's a lot that can go wrong you have to maintain a gun probably wouldn't even pick it up interesting i think i'd have one around mainly as a deterrent against humans to be like oh, i've got a fuck off massive gun don't you open the gun cabinet and you've got the chance to pick up a shotgun or a rifle the shotgun every time because i want like a get out of jail poof, fucking leg it worst case scenario type gig i wouldn't factor it into my See, I, protection i would actually go for a 2-2 rifle for late game, mm-hmm. picking off stragglers, range, range. I wouldn't mess with guns until I was securely locked down in a position in a fortified kind of vibe. I think something like a crossbow or a, what they call a compound bow. Again, where the hell are you going to get one of those? But could be quite useful, long range, even if you're hunting animals and that sort of thing. But then the skill thing hits up, like if you wanted to get involved with it and you wanted to be become proficient with a crossbow, if you were a skilled crossbowman, it would be an amazing weapon to use. I actually have a bow at home and I used to do a lot of archery as a kid. I went on like a, like a kid's like camp week where you do lots of activities, right? I was probably young, I was like 11 or something. And there was archery there and by absolute fluke, I think I got like eight bullseyes oh. in a row and this woman taking it came over to me at the end of you're really good at this. Um, I'm actually one of the um, coaches for the GB archery team for under 12s. You have the wrong guy. I literally lucked out here. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. Imagine 3K run, you pull the bow off your back, get an arrow ready, and you, you're shooting at a zombie. Do you think how. Yeah, you're fucked. You're wildly. Fucked. It's true, it's true, you're never going to get anywhere close, mm. are you? Like, it's just not going to happen. The way I see all ranged weapons would almost certainly be. Um, 
a bit like a fortification defence, yes, isn't it? Once exactly. you're set up and you've got a rifle and you see the occasional zombie a mile away, mm. you think I'm going to have that. There are recommendations of having at least one ranged. And a gun is, is a good one for, for humans because it's like, yo, I'm packing, don't mess with me. As an intimidation, it's almost sure. as effective to have an unloaded gun yeah exactly when you start factoring ammunition heavy as well if you want to carry 30 60 rounds of spare ammo two kilos it's weight to be loading around all the time weapons are massively overhyped chainsaw if you pick up a chainsaw in a a zombie apocalypse situation you deserve to be eaten literally deserve like what noisy you need fuel it'll take time to kill something like fucking the amount of mess it creates they are incredibly dangerous yeah you're getting chased by 10 zombies and you've decided to put it no you're gonna get got gonna get got probably by your own chainsaw so summary of weapons Mm. i would have my main weapon is a steel crowbar it's heavy all-round tool i'd have uh some fixed blade knife a hunting knife that i can use for multi-uses bladed i would probably go machete cutting down doors and shit and then i would have probably like a some kind of hunting rifle so late game picking off zombies if probably more useful for like shooting deer or something if i if i had to yeah what about yourself you want to be legging it avoiding all that kind of shit as readily as possible baseball bat would be the weapon and i think that would probably stand in the place of your machete maybe like just a really sharp stick do you know what I mean? Weight metal pole, something that I can use as a see, see, tool, yeah. a stick, and then with the knife can make it into a spear. But really, it's not where my kit would be prioritised. I agree. I completely agree. It would agree. be, um, yeah. But I think boots would be your your best form of defence. Legging it, yeah, running yeah, oh, away. Sure. There's no need to put yourself in that situation unless you absolutely have to. It is there as a last resort. Yeah. I think. If they're ever needed, it's because you haven't prepared properly. Exactly. It's like that should always be the thing that you're avoiding, that open conflict. Completely not. Nothing that causes any more mess than necessary. That's that's really efficiency is key. With like senses, would how dependent are they on like vision and hearing? So the way I see it is they have all the capabilities that we have. However, it may appear like they have super senses or whatever, but they don't, but because they're just way more instinct driven those senses are more relied upon so they're more fine-tuned for example human vision you could make out a human like from a mile away let's say they would have that capability in the survival guide they talk about with the vision because the blink response would be completely diminished to nothing in a zombie scratches and all that stuff so vision would degrade quite quickly as well which hearing wouldn't degrade in the same way nor smell. Exactly. You would have to be incredibly careful about the amount of noise you make. Being quiet is yeah. essential. We'd be massively uh, environment driven. So like a heavily concreted area, that noise will travel far. Solid medium, echoes and all that. So you may think, oh, they have super hearing, but in reality it would just be normal hearing, but they're just listening out the whole time. As to the noises that they would make, probably similar to like a wild animal, I guess. Yeah. You know, Relatively quiet. If you alert one and it makes noise, but alerts others, that could be, you know, hundreds of meters away that alert others, that mm. alert a single noise could bring down hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of zombies, a constant draw into your to your base. You could use noise as a strategy. If you yeah. need to escape, if you have backup speaker that plays blaring music mm-hmm. from a house next door, use that as a... That would be very, very useful. One thing would also be quite apparent is after like a few, even a few days, you would smell zombies. They would stink of rotting flesh. Yeah. An unwashed human reeks yeah. after a couple of days. Like you can smell them. <laughs> Gross. Smell would things be like real. dogs and things would they'd be useful. They would detect that oh shit, there's a smelly ass dead man. Predatory yeah, exactly. Having a dog. If you had a really easy, switched yeah. on dog that mm. knew the gig and was good it was a good beast. But it would be yeah. incredibly useful. I'm legend again. Almost certainly the case. Uh, you know, look at the Sri Lankan tsunami. Birds flocked away way before humans knew what was going yeah. on. You know, there's a weird sixth scent there. 
a zombie apocalypse outbreak. Animals would know. Bad vibes going on. Yeah, listen to nature first. I think that'd be wise. And in World War Z, they used dogs know that you're infected yeah. before start being symptomatic. That so means I can see it. I can they see can it get dogs sniff out drugs and sniff, sniff out, out money. cancer as well. Like yeah. people with cancer, they, they can train it so that people, they know when someone has like a brain tumour or yeah, something. Which is... Out with that dog. No, that's mad. So, there's a zombie outbreak. Okay. What are we going to do for like the now? So, first of all, don't lose your head. Don't right? lose your head. I would know about it before it went down. You would be fully aware that, okay, something's going on, something's going weird. Coronavirus in the UK, there's no lockdown, but we are, we know there's coronavirus. I would get food and things like that. I wouldn't panic. I would just get long preservative and take it to my apartment now i would that would be my safe place i would just fortify the familiar surroundings that i have to me now you live on a ground floor flat other than your bathroom there's no safe space there is there no no way to evacuate and surrounded by other houses they say that's quite a good thing because i live in a, a block of flats your neighbours are your allies. They alert you of things as much as vigilance there. Extra eyes, extra noises. Lockdown. I, wanna, I don't want any noise. Just a single room. Two storeys, so I can isolate the top floor from the bottom floor. Multiple escape routes. Front windows, back windows. That's isolated as well, so if there's shit kicking off at the front of the house, just sneak out nothing back. is kicking off at the back of the uh-huh. house. We have that, though. We have a little garden area. A little compound. Yeah, you do. You definitely board up all your windows. That's one of the first things you do. What are you going to board them up with? My bed frame. Uh-huh. I would strip that and sleep on the mattress. Yep. Um, Wardrobe um, doors. All of that. So you just fortify, lock it down. If you have stairs, burn them or blow them up. Break somehow. them down. Break them down. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. But they say that any kind of disrupting that, because uh-huh. then if you are breached, you can retreat upstairs, buy yourself some time, yep. climb out the window. Kind Things of like an office building or a block of flats. If you can get rid of that stairs and replace it with a ladder... Every story above that, then, is safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. In preparation for this, is a toolkit. Hammers, nails, screwdrivers, drill. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, the basic stuff to, to be able to fortify if you ever need to. Yeah. Because well, I ain't got none of that shit here. Oh, I do. Come around mine. So I have a drill. If anyone wants to buy a drill, you're more than welcome. There's one on my Amazon wish list. Um, I do. <laughs> send it to me, please. <laughs> and you would need all of this ideally to fit into like a 75 litre hiking rucksack filled it all up i've carried a lot of shit on my back with all the excursions i've done through the ccf and mm-hmm. dv and that i know i can carry at least five days worth of food camping stuff and supplies and things and that was but you probably wouldn't want to anymore when you start weighing yourself down but what do you need well this is the thing Number one, you need water purifying tablets. Absolute basic. If you need to drink something and it's unhealthy, you are going to get sick. If there's any kind of unhygienic water, number one, you need access to clean, healthy water. Or bottled water from finding it. Yeah. I would carry purification tablets. A hexi burner, where it'd be like a metal... Looks like a little camp stove, but with like a little firelight. Would there be a point where you'd be comfortable lighting a fire... Last in a zombie scenario, environment. You'd bring it with you though, wouldn't you? You would bring it. Not if I have to carry it, and I don't think I'd use it. What happens if you're stuck on a rooftop and you don't have any water? You need it somehow. Is there. I think the Wayne water, that's alright. The Wayne water. The Wayne water. <laughs> uh, the rain water, that'd be alright. Not if it doesn't rain. But then what am I doing with a hexi stove then? Well, but then you might have a puddle on there or something and you could use that. I'll just drink it. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever be comfortable. Do you know what I need now? Some fire. Some smoke, just to make the situation slightly less. Fire would be safer than you think. I mean, they're the uh, one risk they always think about with fire is the potential for it to get out of control. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to end up risking burning down your own shelter. So, if you knew there was an outbreak and it was pre- you were pretty vulnerable to it, the first thing you should do is run the bath. Run the bath, fill it up. That's like 36 litres of water that you then have access to. It's 10 days, isn't it? That's a 14, lot of water. probably, like if you, you can stretch it. it out. Yeah. We were so dependent on water. But really, that's a system that's incredibly elaborate. It doesn't take a lot for that bail. So having that... Just a backup storage of, I have a reserve of water if anything goes wrong. Basic supplies. You need canned food. Any kind of food that you could stock up in your larder, have that. Then if you had to bug the fuck out of there, you would you would take the stuff that you could carry that was lightweight. You'd just eat out of a tin if you need to. Yep. Torch. You would need batteries. You would think you'd find enough batteries. So I'd probably take one anyway. I think those are the little things like 
AA batteries would be something if you were raiding a store. There'd be a priority. If you saw that, I will take that because that could be a million little things that you extend their longevity of its use for. You've got to remember that if it comes to survival and it's something that like a device is dependent on electricity, it is a luxury. It's going to fail. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a point where there's no electricity left. Yeah. Uh, the battery's going to run out. Everything should be, the preparation should be electricity free, really, yeah. or wind up or some sort of mechanical. Things like a shortwave radio would be pretty useful. Yeah. Contacting, they actually say having a radio would be really, really good, especially if in your groups, but it's more for monitoring the situation out there as opposed to trying to contact anyone. You don't really want anyone knowing where you are. Uh-huh. You know, if you're self sufficient and you're doing quite well for yourself, why are you... You want to be engaged, yeah. but not in contact with, exactly. don't you? Yeah, you don't want to risk that. So, a toolkit, basic sewing kit, yeah. um, medical, all the basics. Yeah. Quite a sophisticated one, if you really... Do you really think there is a value in holding a medical kit? If you're on foot moving from one place to another, you're going to get got and you're going to die. It's more for things like you burn yourself or you cut yourself you're gonna get injured you're you're surviving it's not necessarily if you get got by a zombie yeah well you're screwed aren't you you can't come back being light weapons food and water tis it little things like binoculars if you got a pair really useful you could scout danger from a mile away or you could avoid it yeah exactly but at least you can you're then aware of it you could be walking one way or you could be from your apartment trying to see get some supplies is the coast clear? And as you say, everything, radios and stuff, solar panels should you need. They say emergency flares. Mm. Where are you getting these flares from? Yeah, where are you getting them from? And you really have to be desperate to use that, surely. That's all kinds of attention being drawn to you. Personally, I think I'd have basic supplies like water, a bottle, a good bottle, your knife, your purification things, maybe a, a little portable stove, uh, a medical kit, maybe a radio, binos. Most of your bag would be filled with perishable things that you would have to consume on the go. A 70-litre bag. You don't think? You're going to get got. Or, at the first sign of trouble, you're going to have to ditch it and that's all your stuff gone. No, for sure. Just a like a bug-out bag. It's got water, it's got food. Yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. Maybe enough basic shelter. You'd have one bag with absolute essentials and mm. another bag we are hauling ass to find somewhere safer but you never know how long that bug out could take what would be your means of transport do you think so let's say your apartment safe house is no longer that safe urban area is dangerous as fuck loads of zombies loads of other people lots of supplies but if you're in a high populated area it's probably gonna get overrun pretty quickly your stronghold would be pretty decent in the beginning when people are losing their heads, you're assessing the situation, it's familiar. But the likelihood is you're going to have to move at some point. You could be there a month or two. You never know what the situation's like. But it's very likely it would get overrun and you'd have to pick a better location. I would say get out. But that's that's not what the, everyone else says, Monty. When the shit hits the fan, I don't want to have to escape a city. But equally... If the shit is in the fan. I don't want to be in that environment. No one knows you're there. You still have to travel through miles of chaotic mm. cars that are blocking roads and buildings on fire and yeah, people yeah. and zombies and all that. You stay in your place when that's all kicking off. And then when it calms down, because... What happens if it doesn't, though? Then you're trapped in your house. You've got no supplies. The area is fucked. Well, I look at the place I'm in at the moment. I'm less than a mile for food. I'm about a mile from rural openness. Okay, not as rural, rural as... A mile away from a city with a population of a million. So it's not openness, is it? It's like, it's a field, yeah. But Clifton was infested. Yeah. You couldn't walk down the street without a horde getting you. Yeah. You've ran out of food. Mm-hmm. You've ran out of water. Now what? You'd wait that out. You can't, well, you've ran out of food, you've ran out of water, so you've got like... You've yeah, now you got days. You've planned for this shit. You're... But the infestation's been getting gradually worse, yeah, but if gradually you think about worse, it, like... gradually worse. You're trapped. Yeah, the initial outbreak is scary as fuck. People are infected. They're not... When zombies start to deteriorate, which would be pretty quickly, you, your survival chances increase considerably. Be prepared already. So okay. I've already got 24-hour head start on everyone else. Which you more most likely because you've read the book and you're doing this podcast. Do you know what I mean? I know. I've got a day's advantage on the general population, probably, through being prepared and being slightly switched on. Yeah. Cool. What am I going to do with that advantage? It's not going to be sitting in a city apartment allowing things to deteriorate. I want to move 
to a more ideal location, less populated, but not isolated, but somewhere that's got far better access to escape immediately. There's less people around anyway, so if there was like a big infestation, less city apartment and more mum's house vibes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like a bit bigger, yeah, um, yeah. probably slightly more established as in like the resources that you have to hand anyway. Yeah. A place to get all your shit together and then go and find your strongholds. But like, I would initially, getting out of the city, I think is um, important. Yeah, I I beg to differ. Because you've got to forget that the authorities will be doing things. Yeah, but they'll be acting en masse. Yeah, so they'll lock they down Bristol and then no one can leave. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. They're going to lock down Taunton. Less likely. Agreed. So if like, you're there, you're not going to be trapped. You're assuming that you're on your own from the beginning, which the authorities... This is the coolest thing in the world, by the way. Bristol City Council has their own zombie contingency plan, and you can case. look it up online. <laughs> it's great. That is so cool. Oh. But anyway, so, you know, it wouldn't be absolute carnage from the beginning. People will freak the fuck out, for sure. But you wouldn't want to lose your head in that, personally. That's not me losing my head. That's me bailing. No, I get that. Choice. You're all going nuts, crazy, buying toilet roll, being nutty. Mm. I'm slowly going to be walking out and away from all this bollocks. Imagine you have... So, me, you and Ed have a garage somewhere. Shit goes down. Code chicken box. That's all we need. We rendezvous within two hours of that garage. In the garage, there's like... Bug out bags, crowbars. That's okay. it in the garage. Okay. We open the garage door, we get it. We go to some village somewhere, probably 10 miles outside of Bristol, yeah. hunker down, but we've got resource, ability I like to very, leave. very premature. Is that not preparation? It is, but I'd be fully prepped and living in my safe house. They say, right, Bristol's locked down then. All yeah. major cities are locked down, no one can leave or enter. Equally, what happens if we're absolutely fine and they clear all the zombies? Then I'm fine as well. No, of course. But, but in that scenario, you're not fine and I am fine. And a city lockdown isn't out of the ordinary to think that it could happen. You know, they locked down Milan because of a flu. Yeah, but I still have access to things. I have supplies. We're getting long then game. there's a million people in that city that have also got access to the same supplies, that have also got the same shop a mile away, that have got the same... You want to fuck off, I think. A city's worth of resources with, without restock won't last long at all. The supply chain breaks, I think that's it. What, are you going to start growing things immediately in your garden? No, but having a month's worth of tin goods, not in a city, but where I want to be, good. Um, uh. Trying to find tin goods... When everyone else is trying to find the tin goods, less good. Because here's my situation. I'd be having my, in my lockdown in my apartment. I wouldn't really leave unless there was an immediate threat. No one knows I'm there. The authorities will be doing their thing. Meanwhile, I'm assessing. I'm observing. But then I'm... what are you assessing? What the hell people are doing? But then you're relying on news. So I've made that decision that I think shit's going down. I'm out. Because no, the authorities are controlling yeah, the news at this point. Like, you've got no idea what's going on. Honesty isn't going to be their priority. No, of course it's going to be but like, controlled. Equally, everyone acting reasonably. I think maybe we're talking different stages here. You're talking about there are zombies running around. I'm talking about there are rumours that there are things. No, we're talking about the same thing. Oh, wait, okay. Yeah, I'm off. Still. The first okay. hint of zombies and reality, I'm gone. I'm not staying in a highly built up area if I think legitimately there's zombies no no <laughs> you know coronavirus exists so you won't go to a football match if you know zombies exist i'm not living in a city anymore i think it's, i think it's pretty wise it's pretty watertight run away i'm taking my advantage and i'm running away with it so how are we going to get to our lockdown place i think there's a there's a serious difference between stronghold or safe house we call it safe house because we've both said got an assessment place we've made the assessment now that there's okay the so shit is like, hitting the fan yeah I think you might be right in both on agreement that we would have to leave at some point. Mm -hmm. Bristol has a lot of people. Mm -hmm. People are dangerous. They fucking are. <laughs> so, transport, get from A to B. You want stealth. Cars are an absolute no-no. In my mind, a well, motorbike would be quite good because you can weave it out, but it's noisy. Relying on tyres, relying on a good road. One, you fall off, you're fucked. Like, if you injure yourself on a motorbike in a zombie apocalypse, you're an idiot. You're just... And you're dead. And they're all reliant on good, clean roads. Yeah, oh, exactly. Which won't exist. You'll be carnage. Yeah. Pandemonium, they'll be trapped. As a last resorty type vibe, having a car to hand, maybe, yeah. 
Like it other could be options should absolutely be explored massively. I personally would probably walk. Bicycle probably wouldn't be a bad shout. To be fair, yeah, I'd probably leave on a bike. Maybe yeah, um, first twenty k on a bike. Yeah, ditch exactly. it, and it pops tires or whatever. Well, exactly. Yeah, you, wouldn't, you don't. You don't want to be overly reliant on anything. Stuff horse riding. Yes. would be incredibly useful and you've also got a live sensing animal and a distraction if all else fails you just boot the horse towards me yeah, and yeah. leg it in the opposite direction tie it down sorry yeah. mate yeah God, we're evil but five of the fittest and eat them as well yeah we've Should all learned eat? from tesco <laughs> it's true thank you and tesco's like shut the fuck up around <laughs> don't that we, don't we put that in the past <laughs> um you need to learn how to ride a horse it's not hard it's you need confidence you don't want your first time on a horse to be any distance at all because it will yeah. destroy you and you won't be able to walk. But for a equally, week. horses are quiet. They are versatile. They can go on a lot of different terrain. You can't take a car They've from also a forest. They've got the right attitude. Yeah. That they are it's sort spookable. of prey animals, aren't yeah. they? Where they ain't engaging. They're fully flight. Where a dog, a bit more of a liability because mm. it's got that sort of aggression. Not that you can travel on a dog, but having a dog in your group is quite a. So, horse riding would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, personally, wouldn't vehicles so many people just get on a plane you can't fly you need fuel you always want the opportunity to be able to run away yeah car doors scary yeah people get infected in the car mm. seat belts on they're probably gonna stay stuck in that car for a while if you yeah. walk past it people can grab out the windows yeah, yeah. but you all kinds of stuff the key to transport preparation map out your route uh-huh. you would always underestimate how far you could travel in the day if you do better great have stop off points potentially search here for supplies this is also a safe quiet secluded place if we need to stay the night or always have escape route very much like dv you know you had checkpoints you had uh, emergency routes between each checkpoint you'd know where to go uh-huh. have binos on checking ahead of you you would probably use a lot of cover hedge lines and things like that but equally if you can't see zombies then you don't know when they're coming to keep it to an absolute bare minimum and if there's a location that's not quite as good but it's half the distance the travel is dangerous yeah keep it short minimized and this is why i would say do your moving before you're in a scenario where it's difficult interesting yeah i agree i just worry that you would have to time it it's all about timing i think you either leave before anything's ever kicked off Mm -hmm. or leave well after it's the initial kickoff wait for it to calm the fuck down mainly zombies and not people freaking out as well or you would you could do miles in a city with zombies it depends if it's like total complete takeover it wouldn't be like that in, in the beginning would it I'd have liked to have thought I would have my lockdown place I think it'd be like coronavirus there's pockets of stuff going on oh there's a thousand zombies oh now I'm doing shit a thousand zombies like you're talking about someone coughing on each other and the numbers are going up it would be once there's a thousand mm-hmm. there'll be a million you think yeah we would hopefully put measures in place to this is what I want to know would they start bombing cities yeah you think I reckon in you think uh, that channel tunnel would stay open Oh, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. If that's not already mined anyway, I'd be slightly annoyed. Yes, in autocratic dictatorship places. China, Korea. Yeah, absolutely fine, they would do it. In in which case, you'd want to leave early. You just want to avoid people. You want to avoid interaction. It'd be you and a small group. You would plan everything. You would plan the route to a T. And then you travel light, you travel quick, probably during the day. Remember, your senses are only that great, but a zombie can smell you. You're, mm-hmm. you're not as dependent on smell as like a... If your sight is slightly better than a zombie's sight, you want to be travelling in daytime, 100%. not nighttime. Every yeah. advantage you can possibly take. Uh-huh. You'd have to pick the place that you want to stronghold and lock the fuck down. This is more of a fortress over your temporary... This is where this is your Winchester, isn't it, where you're waiting for it all to blow over. There'd be a few places that you would almost certainly want to avoid. Yeah. Don't be a moron and go to hospital or... A supermarket, uh-huh. um, anywhere there's lots of entrances. Never obvious. Yeah. You want to be going somewhere that you think is a good idea, but no one else. It doesn't seem like an amazing idea. Yeah, uh, sparsely populated, well supplied, lots of lines of communication should you need it. So a prison, inmates, violent. Exactly. And, and I is a prison agree. that good? Because a prison, the guards are the thing that keep prisons safe. Exactly. This is is an overlooked thing. Yeah. Right? A prison is a rabbit hole of death looks enticing oh you could fortify that nah i mean yeah it would have supplies but you're sharing that with a lot of people yeah it's often in populated places so inmates could be a risk equally one thought was military bases 
so quite sparsely populated you often get military bases that aren't near anything because they want yeah. land for like training purposes really well supplied trained personnel on site that could be really useful i actually looked up the nearest ones so there's uh 266 battery royal artillery hms flying fox slash the royal navy reserves we've got that one on white ladies which is i think the um, reserves the reserves yeah could go there except again still in bristol i don't think i'd want to go to a military base because then you're fully getting yourselves involved with the authorities yeah it's still early doors you cannot need ties with the real world people are thinking military bases i'm going to a military base it would again situational I, I want, like, an old, small-town bank. I don't think it's fortifiable enough. I like the idea... Like an old police station. Okay. Solid. That, or, like, a, a quiet mechanic shop. You've got tools, resources. Yeah. Got all the stuff that you need, but no one's thinking... I'm going there. There's guns there. But what's more useful, really? A welding kit or a couple of soldiers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The military base is going to get overrun at some point. There's too many factors involved. I want to be small on my own. I agree. I agree. You key is looking like the place is abandoned. I would want more security in terms of long-term supply. So access to water, access to something where I could potentially grow my own food or at least... There are supply networks there. I always think that's going to go wrong. I don't think you would ever grow food as a small operating unit. I think it would be week here, days here, month here, month here. Like You're constantly travelling. wouldn't be able to allow a horde to set up outside your stronghold. You would make some noise. You mm. would come back mm. and cause attention. You would have to constantly be moving away from that. Because it gets to a point where you can't leave then because you're overrun. I would have a third location if it was looking like humanity is overrun. And in which case, place that you would look for would be somewhere like actually quite a little bit more hostile. Mm -hmm. So this is where you're like, right, we're going to live here. This is where we're going to repopulate the like earth. A, yeah. Uh -huh. Then I would pick somewhere... Small island, maybe an island actually. Oil rig, yeah. Access to the sea, uh -huh. lots of food. You can't be overrun. They're fully kitted out, very isolated, very defensible. You can fish for food. I'd probably pick somewhere it's not easy to live. Arid environments. It talks about not quite tundra, more maybe tundra environments where you could still potentially grow vegetation, so you could self-sustain. Not everyone's going to pick there because it's fucking hard to live there. If a zombie gets there, they probably would eventually. You would know about it a long, long time and advance and you wouldn't tell anyone no you would never radio out unless you had to above frost line because that give you the winter months of no zombies because if you think they will freeze and they've got no internal heat and once it drop below zero mm. that would give you months of the year of complete safety to scavenge and i think somewhere like be, canada yeah somewhere with a cold winter and then probably in an apocalypse type scenario anyway yeah the amount of shit in the atmosphere it's going to be colder than now so this is zombie domination scenario, mm. the rebuild. So you'd obviously find an isolated place. You'd start building a community out of the people that you had around you. Mm -hmm. You probably lost a few friends, but you probably made a few friends by this point. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. So your your focus on on is day to day survival. Zombies are less of a priority at this point because survival is the most essential. And hopefully you picked a location that is quiet and zombies aren't so much of a day to day thing. You have to build a group, a community, so everyone has specialized skills. You make sure everyone has aware of their own responsibilities for group survival. You'd study. You'd gain knowledge, you'd read what you could, understanding of things, farming and botany and, and hunting possibly. You'd remove all luxuries, absolutely no need. But that could be very psychologically difficult to deal with. Another psychological thing that we haven't actually spoken about is the incessant droning of zombies. Noise, yeah. That, one of the things you should carry with you is earbuds. Uh-huh couldn't possibly understand the psychological White trauma noise. Yeah. Yeah, of, of zombies moaning in cities the entire time. Prepared early. So your settlement location. Keep it secret. Far from civilization. No urban areas because of military bombing. And the domino effect of zombie hordes finding you. Bombing of cities and things. Mass destruction of, let's say, London and Paris. And uh -huh. would happen in a zombie-dominated area. But eventually the military is going to get overrun. The first thing you do once you're in this 
lockdown location, construct defences. So there would be fallback positions, you'd have escape route plans, constant rota of patrolling. And you would probably keep this up for as long as you live there. Mm. For as long as you knew there were zombies out there, you'd keep doing those things. Harsh environments would be safer, uh, less accessible to other humans and zombies. So Arctic desert forests, possibly islands if you could get there. And you would predict to stay in this place for five years majority of zombies would decompose over that time that decompose time because it could be month year but you need to wait it out don't you yeah yeah massively don't think i would want to rebuild a site like that wouldn't be my aim if this is your existence from now on i don't agree with going in bigger groups once society's broken down i'm not gonna engage myself in rebuilding it yeah but it would happen anyway well yeah it can they can humans are social creatures you would need people. Quite content living in a little isolated valley somewhere, mm-hmm. just with a group of 10 people. Okay. Just chilling, not bothered about relearning scientific knowledge. No, no, no. Yeah. You, you've lost hope for that. Where's the will? There's a way. But this location, you're thinking, we're here that after five or 10 years, the war is over, right? Yeah. You know, you don't really have any contact with the rest of the world. You have to assume the zombies have won. So it'd be continued sustainable survival in that time. Everyday maintenance, basically. After 20 years, consider a scouting party. If they didn't return... 20 years? 20 years. Bollocks. What do you mean, bollocks? Well, you could have had a generation of children in that time. Yeah, and they might get infected. Well, yeah, but the people aren't that valuable. What do you mean? Go scout. You've got to assume that... Everything is fucked. Well, yeah. There's just thousands of zombies. 20 years, apparently. 20 years. That's a fucking long time. Yeah. You just assume that if they didn't come back and you would just remain in hiding. I think that's what you'd do. The post-apocalyptic life would just be self-contained day-to-day survival. So I would want to make that environment as pleasurable to me as possible, which wouldn't be in some sort of military weird dictatorship, which would form, probably. Almost certainly. I'd do it on my own. Yeah, but you... I would rather die and do it on my own than live an existence for 20 years, living in some dodgy compound, growing vegetables, communist dystopia. No. It'd be the same in your place, just on a smaller scale. Yeah. A much smaller scale. I think you've probably got more chance to fail. I would struggle to continue on in an organised regime. I'm I'm assuming a lot of people would get gobbled very quickly. I just wouldn't hang out with people who I didn't know very well. I would fully have maybe 10 people who... I would already be ensuring that whoever I was going to survive a zombie apocalypse with, I'd already figured that out. God on your own, I think. Yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't... You couldn't survive on your own. It's foolish. No, you can't. Yeah, you could survive, but psychologically would break. You're assuming that you have all the skill sets no, to survive. No, I do not. The volume increases the problems sort of exponentially, more people. And I don't think including our friends would solve the skill problem. But it would increase the problem problem. Two mouths to feed rather than one. Resources are going down twice as quickly but aren't necessarily getting built up twice as fast. If you could do it on your own, I think that you would have your best shot. But in a group of two or three, You just really, wouldn't survive. But... You would end up shooting yourself way before that. Having a fifth or sixth person would cause you to die far quicker than loneliness and isolation. Someone being Maybe. an idiot, someone having a tantrum, someone getting angry at someone else, someone causing an argument. I think you'll be surprised how a collective issue would unite people. And this again, you'd have to pick the, the 10 people pretty don't think I could pick in a position before the incident. I don't know what qualities I would need in them. No one could. That's why I think trust would be the most important thing. It's just me then. Yeah, you, you don't trust anyone. We know that from the PLU. Yeah, but I think you're an idiot for trusting people in this environment. Cause... I think you would be an idiot for not trusting people. I Get yourself killed. Yeah, 100%. They'll get you killed. But like, we're by this point, you would almost certainly have some degree of trust with these people. Mm. You would have survived so much shit at this point. It's a miracle you're even there. Have you seen A Quiet Place? Yes. You know in that, mm-hmm. where they live in a valley of farms, yeah, and yeah. each family is yeah, very yeah. much on their own, but they're connected with their little lights and they're in communication. Yeah, ish. My, I mean, I can see the other groups, yeah, yeah, yeah. but in no way is your stupidity going to impact on me yeah, in yeah, yeah. any way. But that's how I kind of envisioned it. There is a dependence on people, though. The difficult. So I always have a dependence here. on independence. Which is fucked, because you can't. We are a social species. We have developed and evolved over thousands of years to depend on each other. For greater society, yeah. 
no, to build great things and to develop. I think individual surviving, we would be best placed in a group of three. I think that group would be more like 10. Though. You'd be very capable in a small group, for sure. Early stages, you would have to be. It takes one long... person to be noisy. Fucking shoot them. You'd have... They've been noisy. Okay. You're all dead. Yeah, but you would weed out the weak people. You're being really, really savage about it. But there is a dependence on teamwork. That would be one of the most important. I would rather have to tackle the issue of loneliness and wanting to blow my own head off a year down the line rather than getting my face torn off because I've decided to do it with my mate and he won't shut the fuck up. I would never decide to do it with my mate. I would decide not to. Yeah, of course. Your default is to do that. There are a reason the military work in teams of four. Zombie domination, right? If you couldn't work as a team... If someone knocks at your gate, yeah, can I come in? No, absolutely not. No, why? We wouldn't risk that, would you? No. That's why you're hidden. So why are you knocking on my gate? Exactly. Fuck off. Go get your own gate. You would be away from people. You wouldn't want to be discovered. That's the whole point. You wouldn't want to be in Britain by this point. I think Britain's solid. Easily isolatable. Very moderate climate, though. Drops below freezing. Scotland's very sparsely populated as well. We don't have land borders, which would be important, so you don't have a... There is still a fuckload of people here, though. There's a fuckload of zombies on an island. But you would think if you found a sparsely populated area and decomposition and all that good stuff, late game, you'd do quite well. Some general tips. No, go on. Check those in. Carry water with you at all times. Sleep with your shoes on. Sleep with shoes on. Yep. If you get disturbed, you would die trying to put your shoes on. If you ran away from zombies and you realised you'd run away without shoes on, you would not get... You, you would yeah, be screwed. Dead. Dead. Yeah. We're just not adapted to be running on our feet anymore. And especially, you know, glass and all that crap. No. Yeah, that crap, yeah. Yeah. Keep shoes on. Yeah. Keep the team small. Common sense is king. Mm-hmm. Instinct. If in doubt, run away. If in doubt, run away. Don't be a hero. The heroes get killed. Um, and that is most of it. So uh, that does it for this chat episode of Brain Dump. I hope you enjoyed. A bit of fun. Um, I'll try and link the resources to uh, Max Brooks's book down below. Uh, me and Monty had a lot of fun uh, recording this one um, I'd love to know what you think about how you'd handle the zombie apocalypse uh, what kind of things you think would be important there are endless things to talk about uh, in this episode it's just so much fun um, but yeah, uh, hit up the Brain Dump Facebook group we'll uh, be jumping, drop, dropping some stuff on there uh, but otherwise I hope you're staying safe and uh, entertained in lockdown till next time Bye.